right, welcome back to This Week in Baseball. This is February 15th, 2024. So there's been a lot of news uh, that is really, really, really important to both the history and the future of baseball. And that is all surrounding uh, some pretty trailblazing, some, wow, major trailblazing women in baseball. Uh, first and foremost, Jenny Kavnar just became the first woman in Major League history to be given the primary play-by-play duties for a team. Uh, she is going from uh, the Rockies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's going from the Rockies where she was a fill in play by play uh, analyst. And she is now taking over the A's games uh, for NBC Sports California. So that is huge. She's going to be paired with Dallas Braden. He uh, was tweeting about it. He's excited. Uh, this is going to be huge. Um, so another example of, of something that probably shouldn't have taken anywhere near this long to happen. Yeah. No, this is amazing. This is such great news. And, we have positive A's news today. I mean, what could be better, really? The the one thing that concerns me about this is she's employed by NBC Sports California. She's not employed by the A's. So if and when the A's actually move to Vegas, are they going to do the right thing and bring her with them? Or what's what's going to happen there? Which, I mean, positive news first. This is yeah. huge. I, I'm really, really excited. I've never been excited to watch an ace game. I am now. Dallas Braden's pretty good too. So I think Yeah, Dallas be, Braden's awesome. I've never I've never listened to Jenny Kavnar, but I'm looking forward to it. And uh yeah, I mean huge for for you know women fans everywhere to to actually have a you know a, a representative it's like it's yeah. Amazing. yeah like we had the first all-female broadcast here was it last year or two years ago i can't remember but it was um alana rizzo sarah langs and uh melanie newman yes melanie newman and that was one game and it was like an afternoon game it wasn't even like a primetime game so like a lot of people didn't even get to see it even though that was a huge deal now, Jenny is going to be calling 162 games on TV in one of the bigger markets in baseball. I mean, she's in the Bay Area. Like, it's Oakland. Eh, people don't really like them all that much for very good reason. But there's going to be a lot of eyes on her. And I'm really, really happy for her and glad that this has happened. So, but she's not the only woman in baseball that is having a huge week. Uh, Jen Powell is the first female umpire in spring training since 2007. And that actually, while it doesn't really sound like that's a big deal, because it's it's just spring training, she's not going to be um, umpiring major league games every day in the regular season. This is huge for one specific reason, and that specific reason is the MLB call-up list for umpires. So the way that it works for you to become a major league umpire is you have to be on the call-up list. You come up, do a couple games, prove that you could do it kind of thing, and then they'll hire you on full-time at the MLB level. But you're not even eligible for that list unless you're a full-time AAA ump 
and you're invited to spring training that season. So she's the first triple um, A female umpire since Pam Postema in 1988-1989. So even I, I didn't I didn't look up who was doing it in 2007. Uh, actually, wait, I think I do have it pulled up. It was Ria Cortesio um, in 2007, but she was not at the triple A level. So she didn't have a chance to come up to the majors. But now Jen Powell will have that opportunity. And I would fully expect that at some point in 2024, she will be on the field at the major yeah, league. No. And I think like the the short form version of what you're trying to explain here is that she's right on the doorstep of actually becoming a full-time umpire. Like that's not out yeah. of the realm of possibility in the next uh, few years or year or anytime really it can happen. And that's like um, another just awesome thing that's going on right now. And it shows that, you know, women can absolutely have jobs in baseball and, and they do have jobs in baseball. And now they've got jobs that are like directly on the field and directly in your broadcast booth on your TVs. Like it's extremely important for the game of baseball to grow and be um, more universally like inclusive for everyone. Yeah, baseball has sucked at gender equity forever. And we'll we'll get more into that here in a minute with the next thing too. But like the past couple of years they've been making some significant progress. Kim Ng becoming the first G or female GM. You have like Kelsey Whitmore who's um over playing in the Frontier League, uh, the highest professional level that um a woman has uh been graced to play so far. Um and there's going to be more following her footsteps. We have um, Rachel uh, Balkovich uh, yes. as a manager in the minor leagues. For the yeah. And then um, I can't believe I'm blanking. Uh, Alyssa Nakin, um with the Giants being an on-field coach. So we're starting to see um, these gender norms being broken. Um Gender norms is a weird way to phrase that because it shouldn't be normal. It's just what it's always been. But what would be the word for that? Just, um, I don't know, antiquity. Like these, yeah, these gender antiquities are being broken. They're being thrown to the wayside. And now we're actually getting it at the, the level where um, these uh, young kids are going to be seeing it, like physically seeing it or hearing it every day. And that is so important. So, so, so important for people to actually see and hear and feel represented in all levels of it. Yeah. And, and it's just, absolutely it's really cool. the down, like the immediate downside. It's not really downside, but what is going to happen is that there is probably going to be some backlash against these things. People saying, you know, women don't belong in baseball. Why are, why do we have women umpires or broadcasters or whatever? But as the first comes, you know, more will follow and then it'll start to become something that people don't think about. And that's that's the goal. That's the idea. And hopefully yeah. that comes sooner than later. Yeah. And the so it, it, for umpiring, she will be the first like at the major league level. It presumably be the first. Um 
But this is something that's been 71 years in the making. Because the the other big thing that happened this week, specifically uh, revolving around women in baseball, is MLB The Show announced Negro League Storyline Season 2, which was probably the single coolest feature that they added to MLB The Show 23 last year. And they had an amazing lineup of guys that they were uh, uh, showing their like their stories. It was like Rube Foster, Buck O'Neill, um, Negro League's Jackie Robinson before he broke the color barrier in the majors, Satchel Paige, Martin DeHigo, like all these amazing players. And then they started doing the face scan thing, and it kind of felt like they were setting up for face scan to work for boys and girls, men and women. And I had ventured a guess a while ago that they were going to include one of two people, Tony Stone or Mamie Peanut Johnson um, or Connie Morgan. But it felt like it was going to be one of the other two, Um, which they are the first three women to ever play in a major professional league. Tony Stone was the first. She broke the gender barrier in the major leagues in 1953 for the Indianapolis Indians. She actually signed midseason to take over second base when another guy who's going to be in storylines this year, Hank Aaron, was purchased by the Milwaukee Braves. So she became the full-time second baseman for the Indianapolis Clowns to directly replace Hank Aaron. And she played there for the rest of the year. She was bought out by the Kansas City Monarchs. Um, She played for them for a year and retired due to lack of playing time. And it her story is amazing because she had to endure unparalleled societal abuse. This is pre-civil rights, um, like pre-civil rights era. She is a black woman playing in the Negro Leagues baseball, which, okay, the Negro Leagues was already, uh, that is an an unfortunate piece of history. And a very important, but very unfortunate that it ever had to exist. And she was a woman playing in it. So she was not only taking the abuse of being black, but she was also taking the abuse of being a woman. Like her own teammates would would yell at her, to go home and cook for her husband because she doesn't belong on the field. And there's other, other things that occurred to her and to Mamie Johnson and Connie Morgan that didn't happen to anyone else in the Negro leagues baseball. And so them bringing her story to the forefront through MLB, the show, one of the most popular sports video games in the world is so important and so cool. They're going to have, um, so they make playable versions in diamond dynasty of these players. They did last year. So it makes sense. They would do it again. So we're actually going to have a playable version of a woman in diamond dynasty who was so important for so many reasons. And it's just so, so cool, especially coming on the heels of the announcements of Jenny Kavnar and Jen Powell. Yeah, that was awesome. That was moving, man. I, I, I appreciate you saying it like that. I couldn't do it better myself. Um, and yeah, like, um, uh, it's a story that's forgotten and, you know, she, 
Tony Stone is a hero that people don't even know about. So this game will will help uh, tell that story to more people, and she should be celebrated, really. Yeah, and um, Ashley was on uh, last year, and I think also the year before that, and she and I were kind of talking about um, women in baseball quite a bit. I highly recommend you go listen to that episode. I'll, I'll find the episode number here in a second. But um, Ashley Sanders was on with us. She's one of my very best friends. And just we had such a great conversation about it and about Tony Stone and about Connie Morgan and Peanut Johnson. Um, but even women in different roles since then, um, there was. Shoot can't think uh i keep blanking on specific names there's one other player um in the 70s there was a independent league player but she was like the next woman like it was 20 years between these three and the next one who got to play and i'll i'll think of her name in a minute i'm it's really bothering me that i can't remember it um but then now we're seeing women in in uh, D1 college sports. Um, we're seeing Kelsey Whitmore in the Frontier League and things like that. But I highly recommend going to listen to that episode um, with Ashley because honestly, we can't outdo what's already been done as far as like how we talked about all these topics. It's just bringing it back up and keeping it in front of people, I think is the important part, especially as we're seeing more and more of these firsts. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's continue to celebrate it. Um, a little bit of other news uh, around MLB, the show storylines. So I mentioned that we're going to get Hank Aaron, which is really, really cool because most people don't realize that he actually also started at 18 years old with the Indianapolis clowns. And I, I live in the Indianapolis area, not, not in Indianapolis, but in the area. And so like I've driven by uh Bush stadium there, which is now actually an apartment complex that they kept the, the uh, facade and everything. And then they turned the field into a concrete pad, but you c- it's still the shape of a baseball field, which is really, really cool. But um he played 26 games there before his contract was actually purchased by the Braves. And they're going to tell his story. Um, they're going to tell the story of uh, the guy known as the Black Babe Ruth and the Black Lou Gehrig. So both Josh Gibson and Buck O'Neill are going to be in this first segment of storylines which is being broken into three groups this year they're going to release at three different points in the year so we don't know who the other six will be but the first four that's huge yeah so um episode 73 from august 2022 women in baseball with ashley sanders um that was right on the heels of the new version uh, or of the show version of A League of Their Own on Amazon Prime. Such a great episode. Highly recommend you go listen to it. Um, all right. So. That was kind of the main thing that I wanted to talk about, but we do have a couple other important things that happened this week. Uh, first of all, Jorge Soler got a three-year deal by the San Francisco Giants. 
What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, the Giants needed to do this, right? They have a distinct need for power. And Jorge Soler, if there's one thing we know that he can give us, it's uh, home runs and power. And, I mean, I was just looking at the, the Giants depth chart a little while ago, and I see, like, the projections say basically every guy in their lineup is going to hit between, like, 10 and, and 18 homers. So they don't even have a guy projected in the starting lineup with 20 home runs. Then you throw in Jorge Soler, who's a guy that hit uh, about – I think he hit 36 homers in 2023. Uh, he's always hit a lot of homers when he's on the field and, and healthy. And um, he seems like a really reliable, safe player. And um, Giants kind of need need a guy like that. Yeah. So my question for you, which uh, is going to start with a little piece of trivia. Um, there has never been a right-handed hitter to hit a home run into McCovey Cove. True. Will Soler be the guy? He could be, but he's also a guy that loves to pull the ball. So he'll probably try to hit them out to left field because that's reasonably like the place that you want to hit your home runs in that ballpark. You don't want to hit the ball to, to right field and, and triples alley, basically. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, this this is huge for for the Giants there just to get another power bat. I mean, their their lineup this year is going to be kind of uh different. And I think different good cuz they no longer have Brandon Crawford at shortstop. They're going to have Marco Luciano most likely. They're going to have Jung-Hoo Lee manning center field. Um now they're going to have uh Soler and you're you're finally starting to see the Giants kind of put together a, a lineup that almost feels like it is of the caliber that you would expect from a team that went and won three world series in five years. Like I I'm not going to say that this is a superstar lineup by any means at all, but it just feels a lot more competitive than just on paper. Some of the teams that they've had in the past couple of years, doesn't it? Maybe. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's underwhelming. For as much I mean, money as they have invested in this team, it just doesn't feel like they're that it, good. Yes, but uh, part of it to me is like, and I hate saying it this way, but the just average age of the club is almost 10 years younger now, which I think still, just gives them like at least a higher ceiling than they had before. Like we knew what they could do before. At least now there's some hope. I guess, but you're still talking about a kind of an older lineup, right? You've got over 30-year-old guys like Lamont Wade, Solaire himself, Michael Conforto, Wilmer Flores, Mike Yastrzemski. Like, they're not a young team. But, yes, I, I get what you're saying about having more young blood than than they've had in the past. Yeah, and there's going to be a couple other guys, I think, that come up this year. Um, I, shoot, who was the – Elliot Ramos. I think he'll probably be around a little bit more this year in the outfield. Um, and we'll see a couple more guys like that, that I think just getting some life into this lineup is like, even if it's not 60 home run power and guys hitting 400, just getting some life in this lineup can, can spur this club to where they want to be. Like they've been struggling to get the big free agent signing and it, it say what you will about why that is. Some people claim that it's the city. Some people claim it's 
like they don't have any draws to the club like they're starting to make moves and starting to show that they're changing from just keeping around Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford and aging Longoria like I think it's an important step. Yeah, no, like what basically with them not having landed that big free agent, they have to do something and they're they're doing their best. Maybe yeah. I don't love all their moves, but the Solar move like makes a ton of sense. I think it's eventually going to be really important for this coming years how how it goes basically. All right. Then the other big thing that happened today, or I guess yesterday by the time this comes out, because we record this Wednesday and then it comes out on on Thursday. Spoiler alert into the workings of the podcast and how it how it happens. Um, Pitchers and catchers report officially. So. Baseball is actually, actually, actually here. And it's awesome. And I love it. And Sonny Gray threw a bullpen. Um, actually, uh, on Tuesday, he went through his bullpen. And it was really funny because he was calling out like scenarios and counts and things and then throwing pitches and commenting on his own pitches. And uh, he was. Uh, he, it, animated, I think, is the maybe the right way to say it. Um he would throw some pitches that had some pretty good break and he'd just yell effing nasty. And like, he's, he's calling out his own pitches like that. It's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, baseball is back. And, uh, with the series in Korea, uh, kicking off the season, we're only five weeks away from uh, major league baseball, regular season games. And before that, we got a whole spring to enjoy. And, uh, I don't know. Like, and so, so the, yeah. And the important thing about the Korea series, uh, and this seems kind of like a, well, it's not the important thing. It's an important side effect of it. Um, so because it's earlier, the uh, Padres and the Dodgers can go ahead and place players on the 60 day IL earlier. Um, which means that there's going to be some 40 man roster spots opening up. There's a couple of free agents that still haven't signed. Other teams will be able to start using their 60-day IL soon. So Jordan Montgomery, Cody Bellinger, some of these other big free agents that are still waiting to sign. There's going to be some open roster spots, and it might finally start moving along here a little bit. Yeah, no, that's true. And today I was just looking up uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado from 2019. Uh, Manny signed on February 21st. Bryce signed on February 28th. So if if those late signings are any indication, like we are weeks, less than weeks away from these guys signing. Yeah. And there's rumors galore starting to fly with a couple of teams um, with certain players. And I, I'm not going to mention any here because they're literally just rumors. But I. This could be fun, I think, here in the next couple of weeks, just with the last couple signings and. uh I say the last couple it's it's a lot of signings left yeah yeah and and the biggest some of the biggest names from the beginning of the winter are still yeah. available so yeah i hope we see some big surprise some mystery team swoop in i'm gonna call the um miami marlins to sign cody bellinger to a seven-year deal 
<laughs> I'd love Thoughts? to see that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> but when have the Marlins ever done the right thing? Never. No. Which is why signing Cody Bellinger to a seven-year deal might happen. <laughs> but all right, that is really all that I had. Um, I, the I guess the one other thing is February fourteenth, Wednesday, was the re, uh, official release of twenty twenty four Top Series one, um, which is huge for uh, some of the baseball community uh myself especially um we've opened three boxes of it already got videos wednesday thursday friday going up on getaway day cards uh but to celebrate this our main topic that'll be coming out on monday is actually with a really really good friend of mine uh dennis from banff breakers so make sure to check that out on monday um i think that's really all i got you got anything else nope Enjoy uh, baseball soon. And we will see you guys back here next week. Let's go. Let's we go. actually kept that one under 30 minutes. Woohoo! <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> All right. So let's see what we can get here for a raid for everyone who's still hanging out with us really really appreciate you guys hanging out admiral pendragon and emrod over from banff's uh community thank you guys very much for the follows um we appreciate you guys so much um banff's community has always been great to me uh and you guys are just following up even more tonight so i i really appreciate it um, and everyone is going into an ad because heh, why not? I did not want that dude's audio to. Um, let's see here. I had to. Remember, do I? Hmm. I don't know. Let's go watch some MLB The Show, I think. Um, so we have. Ba, 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 ba. Actually, um, yeah, let's go watch some MLB The Show. Uh, so Manic, uh, I don't actually know him, but he is streaming right now. He's playing some ranked here on Valentine's Day. So we're going to go hang out with him. Uh, make sure if you have uh, the getaway day emotes, um, show some hype over in his chat. We've got the Mookie, the or Mookie Pets, Mookie on Bat, and the getaway day logo there. So uh, we will see you guys next week. Appreciate that, Rich. Late, appreciate that. Been working my, on my craft for a while. Hey, get away with that, right? I appreciate it, brother. Oh, that's sweet. I got a shipper. I've been a shipper forever. 
Harper's back, so I gotta get back in. Harper's my puppet. Oh my god, I love Harper. Harper, he's back. Oh my gosh. Good to hear, bro. Good to hear, good to hear. Yeah, we're just playing some uh, Valentine's Day ranked. Uh, three and no one today? Oh, what you got for me, baby? Oh, I appreciate that. Need a shout out, Pidgey, for you. Yeah, Debbie, the life your dog's mouth is. All right. Cool. So that's now done. Um, let's end crack. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting app or YouTube to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Getaway Day Pod. If you enjoy card collecting, check out our sister YouTube channel at Getaway Day Cards.